Welcome to the Dramatic Broadcast with Michael Jerome and Frank Sasso. This is the show that answers the question, what is Dramatic Prog? Smashing traditional musical understanding against the rocks of boring, uninteresting composition. Michael and Frank explore groups and singers that forged ahead of naysayers to give us quality music today. The progressives, the skill, the discipline, the dramatics. Now, here are your hosts, Michael and Frank. I love that music. It's so dramatic. It is. It's like a movie or, or, or a game show that I would never win at. It's sort of a take on William Tell. How do you think? You see people. Well, d- 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 you see people on horseback. Yeah. Charging. You know. You know what I mean. <laughs> so you that's what know, that was. Well, I'm going to be picturing you on a horse. Right. My, every time I hear that. Oh, intro that's now. dangerous. That is dangerous. Last I time I was on for a you horse. horse. Was, uh, <laughs> both. Wow, I've been on a horse since like the mid '80s. Oh wait, by the way, hello Couldn't podcast. Sit down yeah. for a week. Okay, I'm doing the intro now. I'm way past that conversation. <laughs> This is your co-host, Frank Sasso. This is your other co-host, Michael Chiro. Uh, Mike, cheer up, Mike. And this is the Progcast that you've tuned into for episode three, three trio. That's right. Triune. We're here again. I love it, man. I, I, I got to tell you, we're sitting here together like two mental patients, and we, we just start talking. It just doesn't stop. But I got to say, Mike, I was a little upset the other day because I found out something about you that I did not realize. Okay. You know, I got the old Google machine out. Right. You know, the Google machine. The Google very, machine. very expensive machine. Uh, only a few people in the country have one. <laughs> Fortunately for me, I'm one of them. But I found out that you were a former member of the Toadies and also a Course of Empire. You also played in Jimmy Hole's uh, Pleasure Club in 2002. I didn't realize that you were a member of Saginaw, Texas band Pop Poppins. You played on Charlie Muscle White's 2004 release Sanctuary. And you also toured or re- and recorded with Blind Boys of Alabama, John Cale, Anna Egg, Tom Freund, and many others. And that you're double jointed and ambidextrous. You didn't know anything about this. What are you I didn't talking about, about? I didn't know anything about this. <laughs> Michael Jerome. I googled Michael There's Jerome the other day. Michael it says Michael Jerome is an American rock musician and drummer, former member of the Toadies, Course of Empire, and I got so upset. And also that he's black. I didn't know you were black. There's another Michael Jerome. Uh, there's a black had, Michael Jerome. I had no idea. He's a rock musician Great. and drummer. And is Great. he the only other Michael Jerome that I came think up? He is actually. Well, yeah. Then it, oh yeah, well, yes, yeah. Then it, well, then at least we're at least I'm in uh, solid company. So this isn't you? Know? you. No, hmm. uh, I don't think so. You didn't bleach uh, your skin. Uh, you know? Yeah, yeah, I, yeah. Go ahead. I, I could. Yeah. I, I could. You know what they say about multiple personalities? That when <laughs> one character takes over, they don't remember. That the other one exists. Oh, so, okay. it so is, that's why you're fumbling it, over it, your words right now. It is possible. Mm. Right. It is possible. I don't think so, though. I was very upset when I saw this. Very upset. I couldn't plus, even call you. Plus, he looks about 10 years older than He's I 50. Know, so. Right. Oh, well, he's, 50 he's years younger. Old. He's oh. younger than you. Oh. I like that he's a black guy. Right. <laughs> me too. He was born in 1967. He's 50 years old. He's a year older than me. Wow. This born cat. a summer of love. Unbelievable. I say we reach out to him and get him on the show. We could. Why, why not? We could totally have him on the show. That's, hey, I, podcast I you. Let me ask that. you a question. Would you like, as a guest, 
another Michael Jerome, because if you haven't been listening up to this point, or you're just tuning in now, we just found out there's another Michael Jerome somewhere who's a rock drummer. And his name is Michael Jerome. He's significantly younger than this Michael Jerome, the real Michael Jerome. Uh, <laughs> you said there would be a surprise. I had no idea that it was this. Yeah, you, I mean, I, I can tell you're shocked. I am shocked. You're, you're not you're shocked. Just, uh, you I'm, should be uh, uh, you know. slapped and sterilized is uh, what I think. Well, you know what? When you look up your name, I'm sure there's there are probably a couple of hundred people named Frank Sasso in the United States. There's one probably. guy in Wisconsin. Really? One guy in Wisconsin. There's another guy in New Jersey, okay. Jersey City. He's okay. a sensei. Sensei Frank Sasso. Really? And a he's lot a matter of fact, a lot of people think that's me. So he's a, he's a black belt in Taekwondo. Well, I the karate. 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 Yeah. Okay, sensei. Okay. That's right. Taekwondo, it's an emor, right? Or it's also a lot of tournament fighting. Like you okay. get, at least they may have changed it, but right. the traditional Taekwondo was when you would win a tournament to get your next belt. Okay. And that really showed your skill level. Right. You know what I mean? Also, depending on how skilled your opponent was and, you know, that kind of thing. So, Okay. Listen, all these belts, you know, belts are good to hold up your pants. That's what they're good for. A black belt just says how far you've come in your own journey, how much you've improved in your own journey. Right. It doesn't mean, oh, I could beat up so many guys, that right. makes me a black belt. No, no, that's, no. Because they give right. a guy a gun, yeah. now he's a black belt. He can't right. kick a bullet, you know? It means how far you've come in your training. At that, yeah. at that Plus, at that particular uh, dojo. Mm-hmm. Right, because they're all di- you know. There's no well, one standard. Uh, one thing I learned about it: there's no one standard, even within a particular martial art. That's the truth. There's no one standard of uh, right. You know. But this reminds me of this, this whole Michael Jerome controversy. Is that it reminds me of dramatic proc. It's like you can have a band out there that is great, but they sound like everybody else. They might as well have the same name. However, I don't know anything about this particular Michael Jerome, but I do know you, and I know your music is unlike any other. You might have the same name as Michael Jerome, but it doesn't mean you're going to play the same way. And that's what I love about Dramatic Prog. I try and explain Dramatic Prog to people, and it's not easy. i got to tell you, it's not easy explaining it. It's like you said. It's right. like, what was that? The, there was a judge that said, well... I don't know how to describe porn, but I know it when I see it. Right. You know? <laughs> exactly. <laughs> right? Exactly. It's the same with this. I can't really explain it. And I think, right. I think I understand it. But then, as I said in the first episode, as I'm understanding it, I feel the understanding slipping away like smoke. Right. Like, I, I get it, but then I'm like, uh, do I really get it? No, I don't, I don't know if I get it. But when I do get it, it's fascinating. And then it starts to leave my mental capacity. I don't know why. How can it, we narrow this down for people? We can take... of late 60s and 70s art rock, which is a composite of classical music, jazz, rock, and world music. Like ethnic music from, say, Ireland, the stuff they do with the pipes, or the stuff in Africa that they do with percussion, like Fela. French pop music. World music is um, stuff that is started with a certain ethnic group and sort of spread throughout the world, like reggae. You know. Oh, okay. I see. Okay, I got you. All and right. now it's like when people first heard the police, they were like, wow, there's a lot of elements of reggae in their early stuff. Yes. Oh, yeah. There was like punk reggae. The rhythms were very reggae because Sting and Copeland had just heard Bob Marley and right, Third right. World mm-hmm. and Jimmy Cliff. They grew up on that. And sure. They were like, wow, let's put some of that feel into our music. Right, you know? right. It wasn't exactly reggae. It was kind of white reggae, but it was, you know, you <laughs> it was tell white it was, reggae. It was, it was, so it was like watered down. It was 
Watered down. It was watered down. Yeah. It was watered it was down. It since a hint. When, when you there. hear Clapton do I Shot the Sheriff, it's not exactly Jamaican. Uh, it's not uh, yeah, the first thing you is. think of. If you didn't hadn't heard it before, the first thing you think of isn't a black Jamaican band making this kind of music. So at any rate, see that. Dramatic Prague has all these elements of a bunch of different music that sets it apart from being your basic four or five chord rock or pop song that you're going to have on the radio that they do in three minutes and 30 seconds. Like okay, the because they're trying to sell soap or automobiles. Right, right, okay? I got you. Okay. You add to from that... Jingleesque. Exactly. Yeah. And you add to that my poetry, which is what's dramatic about it. It's an, my poetry is an exaggerated Shakespearean romantic verses. There's elements of pop in it, but it's also poetry that can stand on its own without any music under it. So if Dramatic so, Frog were a salad, were a big salad, right. with all these different things Oh, it would be it, an antipasta. The, the, would have the poetry would be the croutons to give it that crunch. Yes. Yes, yes. The poetry would be the croutons and the grated cheese and, 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 and the oil That's and the, the vinegar poetry. and the seasoning. That's all your writing. Yes. Your, your, your lyrics. Yes, yes. And that's really what people really grab onto at first, unless they're musicians themselves. Yeah, but then, they, can't any band then say that? Then and Can't any band then call himself dramatic, progressive? No. 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 Uh-uh. Uh-uh. Let's see Justin Bieber do what I do. Oh, well, well. Yeah, you know what? You're right, man. All right. And, and actually, I should have singled him out because I've seen a video of when he was 10 years old playing one of these toy drum sets. Yeah, yeah. should have seen the kid go. Really? He was like plugged in. So, yeah. You could tell he had something. He, he had, had at that itch. age. He had the goods. He had the itch. You could tell how much he enjoyed being the center of attention, uh-huh. too. Yeah, in his yeah. little basement with all his mother's friends watching. <laughs> right. So you could tell the kid was like, wow, there's something to this, you know? <laughs> <laughs> so you know that's very funny that's, so at any rate yeah. that, that uh, is, uh, you can see that, that you, even as a kid you can tell when someone is truly gifted right. they may not be trained or like you know it hasn't been honed right. in on or channeled or harnessed my uncle Joe used to call it the goods or the it factor or the x factor or whatever but he used to call it the goods because listen you can take all the piano lessons you want if you don't have the goods it's just a bunch of piano lessons. It's what Eddie you know. Murphy said about Prince and Michael Jackson and Elvis. He said, whatever it is, they got it in spades. They had it. Sure. They had the musical ability, the drive, and the looks. Mm. They just had this image. Look at Prince and Elvis and Michael Jackson. They're just striking to look at. They're just beautiful people. You just want to look. You like looking at them before they even open their mouths. Yeah, you, you like just, looking at them. You they're just like, like looking at them. They're like eye candy, and then they show you how much flavor they got. You, you just like looking at them. Going back to the definition of progressive or prog, whenever I talk to guys who aren't fans of progressive music or prog rock, they always say, well, it has to have keyboards in it for it to be progressive. It's keyboard heavy. All the bands in the 70s, except for Rush, were keyboard heavy. Pink Floyd, keyboards all over the place. Sure. Emerson, Lake, and Palmer. The Who, yeah. keyboards all over the place. They were a very progressive rock band. Led Zeppelin, John Paul Jones. Right. Was, you he, know, wait, wait, he was keyboard heavy? He was the, sure, he was the bass player, but he was the keyboard. Oh, he did all the keyboards. Okay. Listen to the Mellotron flutes on Stairway to Heaven. All the organ parts on the first right. couple albums, okay. the electric piano and the piano part on No Quarter. All right. They were a very 
keyboard-oriented band. In fact, he played keyboards on a bunch of records in England in the 60s you never would have thought he would be on. He did the piano solo on Herman's Hermits doing Carol King's I'm Into Something Good. Oh, my god! That was John Paul Jones really? playing the, the piano solo in the middle there. Yes. What about Guess Who or Yes or Chicago? Would you say they were? Oh, Yes is a total progressive band. Chicago, progressive. They had a horn section. See, they were outside of the two-guitar, bass, and drum band. Mm. So that's sort of what made them progressive. Even the Rolling Stones were progressive. They had I was a lot just going to say the Stones. The and st- what about Bread? They were a progressive pop band. I think they kind of flew under the radar, though, with the, they, about, being, they about did. being progressive. Well, that would be more under the heading of adult contemporary or soft rock. They invented soft rock. So they were progressive. They sort of were. They did take it a step outside of what the music business dictated as what rock should be or what pop should be. Yes, I think that's probably they colored one of the outside the lines. Though. But they colored outside the lines. One of the challenges, is, though, in right. defining dramatic right. prog so right. people can understand right. it is the word progressive. We all have to come to an agreement on what exactly that is, because a uh, lot of people think it's uh, different definitions. If you like good poetry and hard driving heavy music that comes out and attacks you with a lot of keyboard solos all over the place, yeah. you're going to love my stuff. <laughs> that's that's it. You know, I smell a t-shirt. <laughs> if, you like a, if you like a good song, hard driving rock that comes out and attacks you and keyboard solos all over the place, up the wazoo, you're going to mm-hmm. love it. So you're going to you know? feel like you've just been through something. Sure. But what Jimi Hendrix did on the guitar, okay. I do on the keyboards. Alright. So he's playing with his teeth. Right. He's making you feel something. Right. So it's an experience. Exactly. So then it's safe to say dramatic prog is music that you experience and then afterward you need a cigarette. Right. It's an emotional <laughs> thing. Right. It's been through something emotional. A- ab- absolutely. With the music and with the poetry, I want to entertain people. Yeah. But I also want to educate them a little bit socially, politically, yes. sexually. You want to leave them with something to think about because then they're going to come back again to either answer the questions that you put in their mind the first time around, right. or they're going to say, gee, there's more that I could get from it. It's yes. like watching a good movie. I've, there's some good books I've reread three or four times because I get something different the next time I read it because Absolutely. I was focused on the characters the first time and the plot, and right. I didn't pay attention to how they were describing the scenery or the yeah. woods. And every time you go back to that book or back to that movie, you are reinvesting in it. You're yes. not spending time, you're not wasting time, you're investing time That's right. watching it, reading That's it, right. listening to it. That's right. So really, what you're asking of your listener, of your music, is you're asking for an investment from Absolutely. them. Absolutely. And the fruit, the return on that, that, the ROI on that song that they're listening to is they get an experience that is much like us without words to describe it. Right. Hopefully there's something that they can apply to their life, either spiritually or socially or politically, that's going to make them think, make them a better person, whatever. help their fellow man, whatever Let they take God away from the music. As, long as, it's, uh, as yeah. long as it's positive. And that's what makes it dramatic, because music does do that to people. I mean, it does affect them. I it mean, there does. are some people, it just, you play a song and they start crying. But yours is just that much more. Like, the whole focus is on the movement of the music. The emotional movement, the emotional investment, the emotional fruit, the emotional return that they're going to get back. That's where you focus. It's not just playing music because you're playing music you think it sounds cool. You are asking of your listener for an investment so that you can give them a return. It's like watching one of those European movies. You have to meet the director halfway. Like Europa, Europa. 
That's right. That's you right. Movie? You have to meet the European guys halfway. You know. Another one is um, the Garden of the Finzi Contini's. That was a good one. Do you remember Cinema Paradiso? Yes. Oh, yes. That was brilliant. Where at the end, at the, the end, at the end, the guy showed him oh, clips of all the stuff he censored he cut out. that he cut out. <laughs> that was a brilliant. That was brilliant. But one of my favorites, and I brilliant, cried brilliant. my eyes out. This one movie. It was an Indian movie, and the English translation of the title is Stars on Earth. Uh-huh. I forgot the Indian pronunciation, but the English translation is Stars on Earth. And let me tell you, man, this movie was like, I don't know, it felt like it was like four hours. It had an intermission, it had everything. It was so long. But I invested the time, I put it in, I was crying my eyes out by the end of this movie because I was the kid in this movie. It was focused on this kid. And they thought he was stupid, they thought he was like in school, They thought, but it took his art teacher to bring out the gold uh-huh. in him. And oh my gosh. I'm like, this is like my, my, my now, life story. What's this story. called? Star- Stars on Earth okay. is the English translation. Okay. I'll find out the All Indian right. version, of the okay. Indian uh, name, the pronunciation, okay. you know. But that, oh my God. But your music does that kind of thing. Yes. You know, to people. Yes. Who are willing to make the investment and listen. But certain art, you have to do a little more work than... The listener would have to when listening to the monkey's greatest hits. Yeah, right. uh, okay. Right. Look, opera isn't for everybody. But if they took a fourth grade class and exposed them all to the opera, right? Maybe two or three of those kids would go, "Wow, that's pretty cool." I'm going to go ask my mother to find me Carmen or Traviata right. Right, or sure. La Bohème. You know, and that's the way it is. In other words, pop music. They want to get 28 out of 30 people. In other words, it's marketing. Wow, Remember, if you used to, if you go to a, if you go to the mall and you leave flyers under the windshield wiper of everybody's yeah, yeah, car, yeah, yeah. what is it? You want to get between eight and ten percent callbacks. Back on that's what your, you're doing. That's sure. or you're doing something wrong. That's your. That's the goal, right? Yeah, that's correct. Okay, with pop music. If there's 30 people, the business wants to get 28 of them. That seems to look, that, crazy ambitious. Uh, it is crazy ambitious, but take 30 people okay. and put a good Beatles song in front of them. All right. How many people are going to like it? 28 out of 30 people are going to like that. You pull that yeah, kind of pop. It's yeah. just the way it is. Van Halen, Running with the Devil, or yeah. Everybody Wants Some. Uh, oh, yeah, 28 out of 30 20-year-olds are going to love that. They invented pop metal, Van Halen, by the way. They made loud guitars okay to play in a dentist's office. That's their brilliance. Oh. Everybody thought, well, yeah, that Eddie's like a genius, but, Eddie Van but Halen, that music sure. is so like, you know, is so such candy. Yes, it is candy, but that was their brilliance. They got 28 out of 30 people to listen while Eddie was playing Mozart on the guitar. Yeah, yeah, that's yeah. what made him so brilliant. That's one of the things that made him so brilliant. Because he's, he, uh, that's going to say that people would say about Eddie Van Halen that he was the greatest guitar player. Pro- if not the greatest, certainly in the top Amongst three or four uh, out of any out yeah, of whoever lived. They, they had asked Jimi Hendrix, they say, how does it feel to be the greatest guitar player ever? And he said, I don't know, ask Phil Keggy. Phil yes, Keggy, first of all, he's missing a finger on one right, hand. Right. You gotta look him up. I will. Phil Keggy is amazing. I will. He's amazing. An amazing guitar player. He uses a sequencer on stage and, and, in, and in the studio. Now it's an Apple laptop. Yeah, really. Exactly. <laughs> it used to be called it's something on YouTube the, that you'll The ones I, I was, the, right, the ones I started out with. Well, was he'll, a like, he'll hit his guitar a couple of times and get like an, an eight count going and uh-huh. then record that. And then he it, it just loops. And then he just starts playing something else. He lays that down. He does all this live. Then, right. he'll, then he'll he'll do something like this in the mic, hoo hoo hoo, hoo hoo hoo, 
and then you'll hear and he'll loop that and that's his backup vocals himself right, right. and the guy is and by right. the end of the song he has this whole right. orchestra right. <laughs> of things going on all by with his hands yeah, so we had a bunch of digital sequencers going, where like uh, the synthesizer parts at the beginning of uh, Won't Get Fooled Again or Baba O'Reilly, that's a sequencer. Townsend played like 10 notes on the synthesizer and hit a button, and it just kept looping those same 10 notes. Right, and then he plays on top of that. And he it plays on top of that, right. I, did, I love that. I think that's awesome. I really do. Right. Very, very cool. Hi, Mike. It's about that time, my man. Okay. Remember, podcast you. Grammaticprog.com. You could also go download the app, which is called simply Prog. And you can get that on Google Play. It'll be available on Apple soon. You can listen to the podcast on there. You can download stuff like, you know, music. You can There's a lot of cool stuff. I'm not going to ruin it. But uh, you download that. Check it out. Check us out online. We are on Apple Podcasts. It's formerly known as iTunes. So you can download the podcast on Apple Podcasts. We're also on Blueberry. Just go to the website. You'll see everything that we're on, all the directories and out there. Also on Facebook, Twitter, YouTube. All the typical stuff. You know, you guys will know what it, you know what I'm talking about. You just just go find us. Anyway, if you have any questions, leave us uh, questions, uh, reviews, or just smart remarks on the contact us page on the website. And I think that's about it. Is that it? You have anything you need that's to plug? That's it. Uh, thank you, you for listening. Anything? That's it. You want to? Your plug is thank you for listening. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> that's it for this week of Dramatic Prog. You've been listening to the Dramatic Progcast. Visit us online at DramaticProg.com to join our mailing list for upcoming dates, news, releases, and other great stuff. And like us on Facebook at Facebook.com forward slash Dramatic Prog. Dramatic Prog. Music that's outside of the basic three minutes sell it to your 12-year-old girl pop single. <laughs>